Love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. What lies do you believe about love? I'm Zara Hairston, an author, relationship, and mindset coach who helps those mistreated and struggling with toxic attachments to set boundaries in unhealthy areas so they can maintain their personalized emotional growth goals. Welcome to my podcast, What Kind of Love Is This?, where I uncover common deceptions that lead us to accept what isn't even love. Brought to you by ZaraHairston.com. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling or therapy. It is intended for informational purposes only. Peace, Truth Tribe. Did you live and love in the whole truth and nothing but the truth since the last episode? Welcome back to a new week where you can find motivation to move forward stronger or try again if that was not the case since the last episode. Because I believe when we walk in the truth, we can all get free from toxic. In fact, in this special episode, I want to challenge you to do just that with what I call the Weekly Truth Tribe Challenge. You may have heard me mention it in a live stream. If you haven't checked out the live streams on my YouTube channel, check it out. YouTube.com slash Zara Hairston or ZaraHairston.com slash blog. But anyway... In this special episode, I want to deal with the lie that you can't repent or confront. And by the time you finish this episode, I hope you realize that when you believe that you can't repent or confront, you also agree to remain in a toxic state or relationship. So without further ado, take a listen to this weekly Truth Tribe Challenge presentation. And note, this is the audio version of the presentation, but if you'd like to see the video slides, use the link in the description. Visit ZaraHairston.com slash Truth Tribe Challenge or see my YouTube to watch. And I'll be back after the presentation. Peace, Truth Tribe. Thank you so much for joining me to learn more about the weekly truth tribe challenge i talked about this in a recent stream and i wanted to put this video together so that we could have a more in-depth look at what it requires and why it's really important so that we have a an understanding that matters you know oftentimes when you're just doing something and you don't know why you're doing it it doesn't hold as much weight it won't make as much of an impact But when you do understand what it is that you're doing, it will make an impact. Also, because when we don't have clarity on certain uh, actions and behaviors that we are committing to, we can sometimes do the wrong thing in the wrong way. So this presentation is going to be as short as I can make it, um, pretty much like an FAQ about the Truth Tribe Challenge. So basically, I'm bringing this Truth Tribe challenge to you because I want you to remember and hold true and walk in the tagline of the What Kind of Love Is This podcast, which I often say in each episode is love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. So are you up for the weekly Truth Tribe challenge to help you walk in truth? Oftentimes we hear episodes, but if we don't, if we just retain the knowledge, but we don't apply it, then we're not really walking in truth and we're not really experiencing love. With the Weekly Truth Tribe Challenge, I am encouraging you and inspiring you and helping you and bringing a tribe of us, you know, online to um, alongside you to help you do that. So when does the truth the weekly truth tribe challenge happen so it's the first and third tuesday you go you have the opportunity to repent or confront and the second and fourth tuesday you update the tribe if you subscribe to my youtube channel you'll often see that i have a stream scheduled and it will tell you what the theme is that you need to either repent or confront uh and then you can also join my email list and obviously patrons truth tribe patrons official truth tribe patrons truth tribe is anyone who wants to walk in the truth and and 
accurate, real love and doesn't want to live a lie. That's true tribe, right? Truth Tribe patrons are those people who support the content on a monthly basis. I do, um, most of my content is free. Probably I would say like 80% of my content is free, but it's not free for me. And so Truth Tribe patrons believe in the mission. They come alongside and they give whatever they can from as little as a dollar a month on up. And that helps me keep going. That helps me bring you these kind of presentations, these kind of challenges and, you know, help other people get content that they normally wouldn't be able to get for free or help or assistance or counsel or guidance or whatever. Right. And so in return for patrons sewing into my content, I give them certain things back like um, live chat opportunity to me live in a chat. You have access to workshops. You have um, just a number of things. It's at patreon.com slash true tribe in the description. Um, in the description to this video, you can also find the link. But anyway, patrons usually get notifications first. I usually kind of give everything to them first. Then it goes to the email list and then it goes everywhere else. Um, the first and third Tuesday, what you would, it's a theme that we would have. And within this theme, you, you either need to repent regarding to that theme or you need to confront regarding to that theme. And again, I'll schedule it in advance so you'll know the date and the time, but they will always be on a first and a third Tuesday um, as far as getting the background and knowing what it is that we need to repent or confront for this week. The second and fourth Tuesday is when you update the tribe. So these will be live streams. Here's how it works. So one, no, I propose a theme and some foundation. Say the theme is lying. We're gonna talk a little bit about what y'all says lying is because some people believe, you know, white lies are okay. And I don't know what the other lie would be if it ain't white, I guess it'd be a black lie. I have no idea, but what does lying really mean? Some people think it's really not that bad. We will learn a little bit about what Yah says about lying, the dangers of lying. How can it, how does it infect a relationship? And then I'll give you some foundation, right? So that's the first thing you're going to know. The second thing is we're going to then talk. So we talk about it live with on-air participants plus live chat viewers, right? This is where we have the opportunity to say, you know what? I wonder, you know, what do you think about this? Well, what, would you consider this a lie? Or what do y'all think about this? And the on-air participants, you know, they may bring something up that maybe, you know, the chat viewers are talking about and we can kind of like dialogue to get a more in-depth look at whatever the theme is so that when we decide to commit uh, what we're gonna commit to do for that week, we really like hash this out enough. You know what I mean? Like we really talked about it and um, engaged and, and you know, just kind of threw that idea around a little bit so we could get more comfortable with, with exactly what we are saying we wanna tackle for the week. The third thing is you're gonna commit, right? So we've talked about it. We have a basic understanding of it. If you feel like you need more of an understanding of the theme, you would, go ahead and um, do your own personal study. If you look into the description to this video, there will be a link to um, a Bible study guide that I have. We're gonna talk about it, but it's not an in-depth study, you know, what the theme is. It's a basic foundation that we're laying for you. But if you want anything further than that, you may commit to doing a Bible study within that same week before you actually, you know, repent or confront um, you know, whoever you need to confront. So you're going to commit to the week's challenge once you feel like you have that understanding, that basic understanding. Three, commit. Let's talk a little bit about the commitment. So you commit to the week's challenge publicly or privately. So publicly meaning you're, you can say, you know, I'm committing to this. You can talk about, you know, this brings to mind that I need to repent or confront about this in the chat. Or if you're an on-air participant, you can say, you know what, my cousin, my cousin came to mind when I thought about this, um, the particular theme. Or if you are um, someone in the chat, the live chat, and you're watching, you may say, I want to do it privately. I don't necessarily want to say who exactly I need to confront or what I need exactly specifically to um, repent about. But if you're an, an on-air guest, you don't have to be super specific, 
but you would need to participate in the dialogue. You would need to say, you know what, someone comes to mind when I think about this theme and it's challenging me to blah, blah, blah. Um, otherwise, it's no point in you being an on-air guest if you don't have anything to offer. So just if you're thinking about um, if you are a Truth Tribe patron or you're thinking about becoming a Truth Tribe patron um, and you want to be an on-air participant, just note, you know, when you see that theme, if something is too sensitive or it's like a little bit of a trigger for you, you know, and you feel like I don't want to be specific about that. I don't really want to talk about that publicly. Then for that specific challenge, you may kind of just be in the live chat as as opposed to uh, being an on-air participant. But again, you can participate publicly or privately. Um, and then you can be participate vaguely or transparently. Like I said, if you want to be vague about who you want to confront or what you need to repent about, that's totally fine. If you want to be transparent, that's totally fine. Just remember, this is at your own discretion and your own risk because it is public. So, um, you know, Truth Tribe or Zara Harrison is not responsible for whatever you say. I can't go back and, you know, take the video down if you change your mind about something you said. So just really practice discernment and make sure that if you say something publicly, you're okay with that kind of being out there in the public, okay? But I strongly encourage you to, when you commit, this is where you get to, sh get to share who you need to repent to or confront. Accountability helps if you share publicly, but you don't have to. Again, this is all at your own discretion and your own risk. Who you decide to confront, whatever you need to repent about, this is between you and Yah but you have a tribe that is here to support and hear about the experience through this challenge. So the fourth thing um, is update. So you'll let the tribe know how your challenge went during the update stream. So I usually will schedule the uh, schedule the streams two at a time. The first stream for that um, challenge to lay down a foundation and talk about, you know, what it means and for us to commit. And then I'll have a second stream schedule on my YouTube page, um, which will say update and it'll, whatever that theme was, it will be an update to that theme. And then that stream will talk about like, yo, I never confronted this person about this before. This is how it went. And it can inspire other people and help others, you know, who are afraid to maybe confront get the nerve up and the confidence to confront or even get some tips on uh, a positive way to confront and a negative way to confront. Uh, you know, some people you can't front, confront if they, if your life is in danger, um, you know, this challenge is not for dangerous situations or people that are going to physically abuse you or physically assault you or, you know, put you in danger um, in a way that threatens your life drastically this is not what this challenge is for if you're dealing with something like that uh truth tribe challenge is not the challenge to deal with that you might need some counseling therapy or you might even need to reach out to authorities um this is more for you know your life is not threatened you just want to grow in love you want the relationship that is not as healthy to change you want to see some progress you want to see some change some transition you understand that if you don't change some things they will stay the same and this challenge can help things move into a, a transition where they begin to change who can join so anyone can join the live stream however only truth tribe patrons any tier get the on-air participant opportunity first so i will go into patreon I will let official Truth Tribe patrons, members of Truth Tribe know, hey, this is what's coming up. Anybody want to be an on-air participant, let me know. And then um, I'll get that information. I'll get the information to them so that they can log in and be on the on air live, you know. And I really hope, I know it can be scary. I know everybody's not comfortable with being on the camera and stuff like that, but um I mean, I, I, I really hope that this will push you. you. You're not having to drive the conversation at all. You're basically there for me to ask questions and answer them and maybe offer some input. Uh, you know, like, you know, I was thinking about this, the discount, and that may be a question that someone else has who's also listening. So um, 
I really hope patrons who are listening, my official True Tribe patron members that are listening, that you will consider this opportunity. Go inside of Patreon and check it out because I think sometimes you all are not getting notifications. Notifications this week was acting a little crazy. Um, so go ahead in there and check it. Um, and then also, if you are not a Truth Tribe patron, please consider becoming an official Truth Tribe member for as little as a dollar a month and up. And it is patreon.com slash truth tribe. And again, it's as little as a dollar a month. Now, according to the tier that you pick, um, you have more perks. So the more that you give, the more perks I try to give you in return for supporting the content. Some might say that kind of defeats the purpose of giving because you should just give without a string attached, which you should, but that's how Patreon is built. It's kind of built um, to offer perks according to the tier. And so I try to find as many, I try to offer as many things as I can. I like, I rack my brain, like what can I give my patrons for sewing into the content? So depending on what you give, um, will all will include the perks that you get. But if you would like to be on air again, you can, um, be any tier, like I said, any tier at all from a dollar and up. Okay. Now, some things you should know in order to participate in the challenge successfully and to get the most impact and the most benefit out of the challenge. A few things I want you to know. One, this is not counseling or therapy. Okay, so for certain specific issues, like especially if you have to confront someone, um, sometimes that re requires counsel. You know, sometimes we can just confront people, whatever that response is, we can deal with it, we can move on. You will find support in the Truth Cobb community, depending on if you're a patron or if you're, you know, in the live and the, the viewers are participating. However, sometimes you need more, um, you know, personalized help. This is not personalized. Uh, this is just more like a supportive group that you have if you need something more personalized you can check out zaraharrison.com slash coach me um you can try the live chat uh e-coach me live chat or you can seek your own counsel or you know therapy or work with someone to help you uh if you need more just individualized help but the truth tribe the we weekly truth tribe challenge is not counseling or therapy and everything that you do is at your own discretion and your own risk, okay? So that's very important for you to know. Also, it's important for you to know what it means to repent. So let's look at repent first. Repent means that you have to have sorrow. True repentance comes with sorrow. You, you're needing to be specific. There's no excuses or blame. Right. So when we do the theme, if you choose, if your challenge is to repent about something, um, you know, obviously you can repent personally between you and y'all, but this is a challenge. So this is challenging you to repent to someone that you've done something to. Right. This helps us walk in truth and love the way y'all wants us to walk in, in it and not walk in a lie. So many of us, you know, we just do people wrong and we say we told Yah about it and he knows and he'll take care of it no nah. he, he knows and he wants you to know and like he says in scripture if you got an issue with somebody he don't even want your offering he like go and handle the issue you have with the person right so and it works both ways it's like if you know somebody has an issue with you but it also is if you have an issue with someone and so for the repent part of the challenge, it's if you've done something wrong to someone, okay? This is not uh, the part of the challenge for you to go to somebody about, um, you know, I need you need to repent to me. This repent part of the challenge is I own that I've done something wrong to someone. So the first thing you want to do is confess to Yah with sorrow, be specific, no excuses or blame. So we don't want to just say, yeah, yeah, I lied. You know, I lied about what? 
and you want to have sorrow about it. You And if you don't have sorrow, you want to ask y'all to give you a sorrow for what you did. Because if you don't have a sorrow, that means you probably don't have too much conviction about it. And then you're going to probably do it again. So you want to have sorrow and be very specific. No excuses and no blame when you confess to y'all first. Then you want to confess to the person or people involved. See, sometimes we do something to somebody but it's other people that's involved. We only go to the person who it affected, who we think it affected negatively the most. But say you gossiped or you you are or were a sower of discord, the person you talked about, you may go to that person and say, I talked about you. I, I sowed discord against you. I made people look at you a certain way. But then you didn't go to the people that you did that you use to accomplish that you also have to go to all of them and sometimes it's good to have everybody at the same time or you got to go to each person individually so yeah some of y'all like whoa 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 yeah this is a challenge i'm really challenging you all uh to go hiring y'all this is you know this is that mature fruit this is that like meat right here this is not that baby stuff to be able to confess to Yah and then confess to the person or people involved. And again, same thing when you go to those people or the person, sorrow. If you don't have the sorrow yet, really ask Yah to give it to you. Because if you don't really feel, you know, sorrow for what you did, that can be communicated in what you're saying. And if the person says something back that you don't really particularly like, because you're like, I don't came to you and told you sorry now. All right, now get over it. Like I have a slideshow about fake apologies. You may give off a fake apology because you don't really have sorrow. See, sorrow gives you humility. It humbles you so that when a person who was hurt by you may say something that may make you be like, well, look, I didn't have to apologize. You'll be checked within your spirit and know, you know what? I, I do still have to apologize. I get that. I get that you're hurt. So you want to have that sorrow. Again, be specific with them. Don't be, um, you know, over general, you know, hit that thing right on the nail. I did this. I went to this person and said this about you. Not, you know, I talked about you and I'm just, I'm sorry about that. I just wanted to say, I'm sorry. Nah, we are getting specific to the person or people involved with the sorrow and we don't have excuses or blame. Third, you're going to decide on an action you plan to take. And this is so important. That's why I put important next to it. If you don't decide on an action you plan to take, you won't change your mind and your heart about what you did. And so what happens? You become a repeat offender. So it's important that if you choose this part of the challenge to repent, because you either can repent or confront something regarding the theme for that week, right? If you don't decide on an action you plan to take regarding what you're repenting about you're gonna do it again because you because you didn't change your mind so for example <clears throat> say it's you know being a sower of discord you may say i'm going to do a study to find out what y'all says about sowers of discord what what happens to them FYI, y'all hates, hates, hates it. He hates it. He don't like it, you know. Um, and say you do that study and then you say, I'm choosing someone to hold me accountable on whether or not I'm so in discord. Like th every week I'm going to talk to them and say, you know, this is what I did or didn't do that may or may not have been um, discord. And if I did it, I'm going to go and correct it right when I do it. If I'm a gossip, I'm going to go and correct it right when I realize I do it. I'm not going to let that slide or just roll over or don't deal with it and just keep doing it. But the point is you're coming up with some kind of specific action or plan that you take that you're going to take so that you won't do it again. Right. Then you're also going to ask for forgiveness again with sorrow, being specific, no excuses or blame. And then last, you're going to ask what you can do to restore whatever it is you broke. See, oftentimes, we'll conf most people just confess to y'all and they stop right there. This is this challenge is bringing you higher in y'all like to be more like, you know, what he requires of us. We don't just want to stop there at confessing y'all. Then some people, they'll confess to y'all and they'll go tell the person, but they stop there. Yeah, I did you wrong, but they don't got no sorrow. 
they just kind of, you know, want to get it off their chest. You know, I ain't really going to change or nothing. And they stop there. Then some people confess to y'all. They confess to the person. They do change and they ask for forgiveness, but they stop there. This last step is the extra mile. This is like, you know, it's a scripture that says, you know, going the extra mile and how that is indicative of a true believer, especially when you do someone wrong. So in that last step, you're asking not only for forgiveness, but what can I do to restore what I broke? Most people don't go that far. That's why they don't see the beauty of Yah's love. What can I do to restore this? Like, what is it that I can do to fix this? That is like, you start doing that. Imagine if somebody did that to you that hurt you. Can you imagine them confessing to Yah, confessing to you and the people involved, deciding on an action so that they don't become a repeat offender, asking you for forgiveness, and then asking you, what can I do to restore it? Is there anything more I can do besides just giving you my lips, lip service? You like, whoa, you know what I mean? You see how that feels? So if you choose the repent part of the challenge, you would be doing these five steps. Um, if y'all lead you to do more, of course, obey y'all. But again, these are the, this is the minimum that you would do, not the maximum. This is the minimum that you would do. Five steps, confess to Yah with sorrow, be specific, no excuses or blame, confess to the person and the people involved and or people involved, maybe it's not more than one involved with sorrow, plus be specific, no excuses or blame, decide on an action you plan to take so that you don't become a repeat offender and you're actually changing your mind and heart because that's true repentance. It's changing your behavior. It's turning away from what you've done which means I'm not trying to make this a habit anymore now does it take time for you to break the habit yes but that's what that plan does it helps you break the habit right ask for forgiveness with sorrow be specific no excuses or blame ask what you can do to restore what you broke so when we give the theme and you commit to the challenge you're going to be like is it something I need to repent of and is it somebody I need to repent to or is it somebody I need to confront regarding this challenge? So we talked about repent, but real quick, I want you to watch this throwback on fake apologies for some inspiration. Zara's Tidbit Tuesday. I miss doing Zara's Tidbit Tuesdays, but I'm back. Apologies. A lot of times we can get duped into getting a fake apology. So how do we tell when an apology is real versus fraudulent, a knockoff, not genuine? One of the ways you can tell an apology is sincere is that there's a sorrow that the person experiences. Sometimes people just feel guilt. They don't like feeling the guilt of what they did to you so they say sorry so they don't feel the guilt anymore but it's beyond that we can't just say sorry so we can stop feeling bad about what we did we have to be have a sorrow for what they feel when i think about what i did to you wow that brings sorrow to my heart i sinned against not just you but the most high in doing what i did to you i don't even have an excuse for that sorrow and when I say sorrow, I'm saying a sorrow that is a righteous one. What is a righteous one? A righteous sorrow is something that's going to bring you to my third point. And here we see in this scripture, it says, now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance. That's righteous sorrow for you sorrowed in righteous sorrow that you might receive damage by us and nothing. And so this sorrow brings you to something. And I'm going to be doing my voiceovers while I am outside, y'all. So y'all might hear some background noise. I sinned against not just you, but the most high in doing what I did to you. I don't even have an excuse for that. I don't even have an excuse for that. And that last line of what I just said, I don't even have an excuse for that, is the second way you can tell if an apology is genuine. There aren't any excuses for what they've done. As soon as you hear an excuse, but I did it because. But it's because you. They made me not not genuine you have to take full accountability and responsibility for it and that means there's no excuse for what you did let's take a look at the first excuse in scripture that we have access to and you might know that book as genesis 
but the Hebrew is Bereshith. And I could be saying that wrong because I'm still learning my Hebrew, growing, learning, loving Yah in spirit and truth. But it says, and the man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. Excuse, because Yah said what he said. So you don't get to do something else because of any other reason than doing what he said. And Yahuwah Elohim said unto the woman, what is it that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me and I did eat. Excuses, excuses get you in trouble because you need to just be clear about your confession. Sometimes I wonder, yes, they did sin, but I wonder what, how things may have changed if they, if there wasn't an excuse for what they had done, if there was just a straight up confession and admission, because these excuses turned out to get them nowhere am i am i saying that there are not reasons behind what you did of course but the apology is not the time to share those reasons when you're truly repentant and you're making some repairs toward the relationship if you then want to say man you know remember that time that we went through that or whatever i was going through this at this time share it then but when you're apologizing that's not the time because then it comes across as though your apology isn't sincere because it is because of something else someone else did or something the person did you're laying the responsibility on whatever that other thing is and we have to take i did it with my actions with my behavior with my mouth with whatever is in me i did that to you can't make excuses for it. you have to take full ownership and accountability three there has to be a repentance turning away from that behavior he that covers his sins shall not prosper so we talked about having a sorrow and then not having excuses excuses cover sins you don't prosper like that but whoever confesses so we getting specific about what we've done and we're not trying to excuse it away or hide it but that's not enough you have to also forsake it then you can have mercy see no one wants to give a person mercy who is hiding the sin pretending it didn't happen lying covering it deceiving others don't get specific about what they've done or they say what they did but they don't forsake it they gonna do it right again they just trying to get out of trouble or not feel the guilt or get from under the pressure so a part of true repentance is forsaking the thing that you have uncovered and confessed and have sorrow about. That means you're not going to do it again. Get some mercy that way. True repentance wants to know how can I repair what I did? A lot of people may have a sorrow and they may be genuine and not make excuses. And then they stop there and they move on with their lives. But true repentance says, how can I repair the damage that I've done? Y'all show me how I can repair the damage that I have done to this person. That might be you going to them, asking them, how can I repair the damage that I did to your life? The hurt that I've caused you. An apology isn't a true apology if you don't care about repairing the damage that you've caused. You've caused hurt. You caused a person to suffer you're wrong. You don't get to decide that you didn't hurt them if they're saying that they hurt. Now, I understand some people create these stories and they, they can exaggerate. I'm not talking about that kind of person. I'm talking about a person who's in their right mind and they say, that hurt me. We can't say, that ain't hurt you like that because I didn't mean it like that. It couldn't have been that bad because if that was me, it's not you. It's them. You're not them. You're not wired like them. You're not built like them. That's like saying, I'm trying to get this washing machine to function like my laptop. They are wired totally different. You can say, why is this not doing this? But it would be foolish because they're two different things and they don't operate or they're not wired in the same way. So you don't get to decide whether they're hurt at the level and the depth that they're hurt. You know, people really minimize Yah's seriousness about healthy relationships. They think they use that forgiveness and that long suffering part a little bit too much. They hang on to that and they talk about that all the time and they stray away from the things that need to be dealt so that we don't have to get to long suffering and forgiveness as much as we do. Let's posture our hearts 
in a way that shows true repentance towards people that we hurt because if we've offended them and we've done them wrong, just saying you're sorry is not enough. Now, say it's, it's something kind of, you know, minor, like, you know, I was walking to the kitchen and I stepped in front of you by mistake. Okay, sorry is enough for that. Oh, my bad, I didn't mean to do that. Sorry, excuse me. But I'm talking about hurting people. When you hurt somebody, I'm sorry, it's not enough. You need a sorrow in your heart for what they feel not a guilt for what you did so you can get free from your guilt a sorrow for what they feel from what you did no excuses i take full accountability i acknowledge and accept that i have done abc say it what you did don't skip over it you gotta confront it don't say i'm so hurt that you're hurt hurt about what well, be specific because true repentance is specific i'm sorry and i apologize for doing this to you and and be specific about it fill in the blank and then you want to be repentant which means turning away from the behavior so you can't keep doing it if it's something that is in you is a habit of yours then you're going to get help i'm going to get counsel i'm going to go to therapy i'm going to take classes i'm going to whatever I, i'm going to do something so i can turn away from the behavior that continues to offend you and in doing that i also want to know how can I repair the damage that I have caused? That's a true apology. Just saying you're sorry is not enough. All right, so that was a throwback video that I did on fake apologies. And you don't wanna give someone a fake apology. And that's what happens when you decide to take on the challenge, but you don't do these things. It's gonna come across as a fake apology, okay? Now, you might not get this perfectly the first time, but the goal is the more you do the weekly Truth Tribe challenges, the better you will get. But, you know, you want to write those steps down and you, you want to make sure that you're hitting those things. And you might even want to try to practice before you do it. Like look in the mirror and practice what you're going to say to the person. Think about some responses they may have and what you may have to say back to them. Uh, and trying to repent, you know, what it is. Well, if you're so sorry, then why, why are you take, why did you wait till now to tell me? What, what are you going to say? You, you might say, you know, um, I was, uh, triggered to recall what I did because I joined this, this thing called a weekly truth tribe challenge. And it made me come face to face with the fact that I was wrong in this. And I kind of was ignoring it but it's wrong to ignore this and I want to fix it. But be prepared for some of the questions they may have so that you don't give a fake apology like the throwback video that I just shared. All right, you want to know what repent means and you also want to know what confront means. So let's look a little bit at confront. Again, you always want to be specific. Anytime we're trying to make our relationships better, when you're vague with people about something you did wrong or something you want to change, the change is gonna be vague. You want it to be uh, clear, then you need to be specific, right? So the first thing you're gonna do is if you decide for the weekly challenge regarding the theme is that you your issue is that you have to, your challenge is that you're gonna confront someone, you're gonna identify the person and define the problem. So identify the person you wanna confront and you gotta know what the problem is. You might think you know, and then when you try to communicate it, you realize, you know what, I don't really know what the problem, what is the problem? You wanna be specific. Try to identify the problem in one sentence. That will help you narrow it down and be specific. If it's a whole paragraph long, you're not being specific enough. You know, sometimes it's too much. You don't wanna overwhelm somebody. Like you did this and you did this and you did that and you did that. All those things are probably rooted in one issue. So you want to define the problem and be specific. So you might say something like, I don't like it when you fill in the blank and it hurts me or it hurts me when you, you know, you've identified the person and now you're defining the problem. Next, you're going to specify what you need to change and why, or you may, maybe you don't want anything to change. Maybe this is like just an issue from the past and you just want to say your piece. Um, so it may be, this is why I need to confront you. 
But if it is something you need to change and it's something, it's a current relationship or it's a relationship that you want to um, reconcile or, you know, repair, you want to specify what you need to change and why. So you may say something like, I really need you to stop fill in the blank so that fill in the blank or because fill in the blank. The third thing you're going to do is confirm, and this is really important and key because a lot of times we say what we want to change, but we forget the rest of these steps and that's why we never see anything change. You want to confirm what happens if there's no change. So you may say something like, if this does not change or stop, it will cause fill in the blank. And that means fill in the blank. You also want to hold them accountable if they agree. Now, if they don't agree, that's something different. You're you're going to be able to move on. You know, that's they're they're, they're saying, I, I don't know. I don't I'm not changing anything. I'm not doing that. You know, too bad for you. You can come back, you know, the following week, share that with two tribe community. Let us give you some support. Go to Yah, you know, go to Yah first and get your support and in your comfort. And that just may be it, you know. But again, if this is something that's if it's something that uh is a problem you have with someone, come uh you want to hold them accountable if they agree. So they may say, Okay, I will work on that. You know what I mean? Now that's not enough though for them to just say that. You have to hold them accountable. That means that on a certain basis, you should be checking in to see if they're holding up to that agreement. We don't say it and then just move on with life. It needs to be clear, you know, whether you're going to be weekly or if it's if it's kind of a little bit more, you know, re it requires more of an urgency. So you daily with it, you know, is it monthly? Is it biweekly? How often are you checking in and what specifically are you checking in on? You want to know that like all these things you want to maybe have it written down before you even confront the person. Um. So again, you're going to hold them accountable if they agree to the change. And then last, you're going to prepare to enforce consequence. So you should already have a consequence set up in your mind and communicate that should they disregard or ignore the agreement. So you may say something like if they if they're not holding up and you're checking in, you may say, look, we had an agreement that you would do dot 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 but you have ignored and disregarded it. So that means that now I have to dot, 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 like I said I would. Or maybe you have to adjust the agreement a little more and say, you know, I I felt like I was being very lenient, but now I'm, I'm going to have to be a little more, you know, strict with, with the boundary that I set because you disregarded it and you totally ignored it. So now this is what it, this is how it changes and moving forward if this doesn't happen, this means this, you know, this is not me doing this. This is you doing this because you're saying you agree to this change, right? So if it's not changing, then you're sending me a message, right? But you want to prepare to enforce the consequence. So you don't want to, you want to be careful about confronting someone and you're not considering specifically what it is you need to change and how you're going to hold them accountable and what, you know, being prepared to enforce the consequence if they don't do it. Because sometimes they don't, you know, people don't keep uh, up their end of the bargain. They, they say it, they say, yeah, I'll agree to that and they don't do it. So what are you going to do when that happens? Otherwise you're going to be in a toxic cycle, right? So this is a model from scripture that is a very beneficial for you to look at. So try this model from Matitahu or Matthew chapter 18 verses 15 through 17. So step one is moreover, if your brother shall trespass against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. So the first step is go and tell the person that's confront, right? If he shall hear you, you have gained your brother. So again, this is saying brother, but this can be for anyone, you know, you can use this model, um, 
for more than just two men, right? So the first step in the model is going and telling them. Oftentimes someone does something or we don't like something and we never tell them. Like we'll talk about it, you know, behind their backs. We'll talk about it with everybody else but them, but we won't go and tell them, right? So the challenge is go and tell them. And I've helped you outline how to say it in the previous slide. So, you know, I hope you maybe took some notes so that you can, you can remember. The second step is, but if he will not hear you. So remember, remember we talked about the fact that sometimes people won't hear you and sometimes it ends there, but then other times it requires more than one confrontation, right? So Matitayu eighteen sixteen says, if he will not hear you, then take with you one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. So sometimes, especially if you're dealing with someone who maybe, you know, they are still in their toxic ways and they like to lie and say that the way you came at them was disrespectful or you said this and this and that. And you didn't really say that, you know, um, when you bring other people with you, which you will, you know count as witnesses, so to speak, in this um, regard, it helps establish what exactly was said. You know, sometimes you, when you go alone, maybe if it's somebody who's really toxic, they may gaslight you and you're like, did I say that? Did I do that? But if, you know, for example, it could be a counselor that you go to and now there are three of you there. It's you, maybe if it's anybody else involved in the counselor or maybe it's other family members and you you all sit down together so that you know look I tried to talk to you alone it didn't really work out well I'm hearing that you're saying this so that these words can be established by everyone sitting here I would like for us to have this conversation again with everyone here that you know is involved or that may be able to help so that you know oftentimes when people see somebody else is listening depending on their level of toxicity they kind of they shape up a little just a little bit because they know somebody else is in on that conversation so um that's the second step the third step in this model from scripture is uh verse uh 17 and if he shall neglect to hear them so you went to them by yourself you brought somebody with you And now, you know, this person is neglecting, still neglecting to hear. So it's saying, tell it to the called out assembly. It could be family, you know, maybe I tried to keep this private. I didn't want to tell anybody, but I talked to you alone. I talked to you with a counselor or I talked to you, you know, a few other family members. And now I have to tell, you know, everyone else what's going on because, you know, maybe that toxic person is slandering someone or maybe they are given a false narrative and it's causing more discord and it's causing more confusion. And a lot of times when you've tried to talk to them alone and you've ha- tried to have a conversation with quote unquote witnesses and it's still going on, then you normally I'm going to just let everyone know so that we can kind of like dead this, right? Normally, if you tell everybody, that person doesn't like what that feels like, you know, how how they look, you know, sometimes that can humble them and then something changes. But here it says, but if he neglect to hear the called out assembly, let him be unto you as a heathen man and a publican. So this is basically saying the relationship is now cut you you're not a part of the quote-unquote assembly you're not a part of the group the gathering like i have to treat you differently now and when you study what a heathen and a publican is it's not not too good the way i relate to you now relationally this relationship does no longer has the intimacy the privilege even uh that it once had because you have had the these numbers of confrontations and you still refuse to hear, right? So that's just a model for you. In my Tits 18, verse 15 to 17, if you want to study that out a little bit more, feel free to study out more, study out more. Most people use that for like, you know, churches and stuff. If something is going on in a church building, but like I said, it's a model for relationship dynamics as well, um, in groups and families, um, you know, where situations are involved with more than one person oftentimes it's a it's a great model to use um so that you can just see where someone's heart lies because if after all of that 
a person still refuses to hear, you have to treat them differently. Again, we talked about how the Truth Trap Challenge works. Know what the theme is. We talk about it on air participants and in the live chat, you commit. And when you commit, you're deciding to either repent or confront. We went through the steps of repent here. And then we also went through the steps of confront here. So you can take screenshots or you can kind of like have your own notes and write that down. But that's pretty much how the challenge works. And what is the goal? For you to know that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. And so in doing the weekly truth tribe challenge, it is to help you walk in the truth. Because when we are repenting and confronting, we are able to walk in the truth and not live a lie. And so the first challenge, the theme is going to be provoked. Do you need to repent regarding someone you provoked? Or do you need to confront someone who's provoking you? That is Truth Tribe Challenge number one. And both of those streams are scheduled. So are you ready to join the Truth Tribe Challenge? If you are up for it, look in the description of this video for the link to join us and make sure that you go to zariharrison.com slash Truth Tribe Challenge or my YouTube page and set the reminder so that you will, YouTube sometimes doesn't give you out a notification. So I would say consider becoming a patron for as little as a dollar, get on my email list and just make sure you're subscribed on YouTube so that you get the notifications so that you can join the Truth Tribe Challenge live and stay tuned if you wanna be an on-air participant in the Patreon dashboard. Thanks so much for joining me for this presentation and I hope you join us for the weekly Truth Tribe Challenge. How did you enjoy the presentation? Will you join the weekly Truth Tribe Challenge now that you know how to repent, how to confront? Listen, I know you might be afraid to truly repent. It may seem like a lot. Or you might just really hate confrontation. Most of us don't, you know, it's not really too common that people love to confront. You know what I mean? Most people, they have some trouble with that. However, I hope that you understand that refusal to repent or confront toxic behaviors means you'll only invite and receive the very toxic relationship you claim you do not want with yourself or with them. So, I hope you join the weekly Truth Tribe Challenge to help you avoid the toxic and embrace real love. Because after all, what kind of love refuses to repent or confront? Remember, love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. I'm Zara Hairston, sending you the comfort of truth. Do you need more individualized support to identify, overcome, and prevent toxic attachments? Your need and my expertise might just be a match. Go to ZaraHairston.com slash coach me to find out. Yeah, bless. Thanks for enjoying this podcast.